0: Hello and welcome to the Athletic Edge podcast. You are listening to Noah Bushy Talk. And this week we will be going over week four of college NCAA football and week three of the NFL. Starting with NCAA football, the first game we will cover is Colorado versus Oregon. As we know, that was a blowout for Oregon. Which kind of surprised me. 42-6. to I, I thought it was going to be closer. I won't lie. I, I thought this game would be a, a lot closer than it was. <laughs> so for the game leaders, you've got Shador Sanders, who threw 23 for 33 with 159 yards. One touchdown. He's doing really great this year, honestly. Surprising a lot of people. I know he's one of the Heisman leaders right now. Along with, for Oregon, Bo Nix. Their quarterback is also in the running for it, which he did amazing. He threw 28 for 33 for 276 yards. Three touchdowns. He did have one interception, but as you can tell, that... Colorado team could not do anything with the ball. So for rushing, you've got Anthony Hankerson, Dylan Edwards, Alton McCaskill, and Wilkerson, who all ran for 40 yards. They had 25 carries for 40 yards and zero touchdowns. So the running game was not the best. For Colorado. And then Colorado's receiving yards. I mean, 23 receiving for 159 yards. They got one touchdown off of a pass. And then once you look at Oregon side, I mean, almost every stat is 100% better. Bo Nix, amazing. 28 for 33. That's an insane completion rate. They're rushing. I mean, they had 38 carries for 240 yards, scored three touchdowns off that. And even they're receiving, 30 receiving for 282 yards and three touchdowns. They did have one fumble from Tez Johnson. Oregon, from the start, just looked better all altogether, 100% better. I thought, like I said earlier, thought it would be a closer game. But those stats just, I mean, it's Oregon all the way. Halftime was terrible too. I mean, you've got uh, Oregon already up 13-0 in the first quarter. Then second quarter, I mean, scores 22 as Colorado scores zero. Colorado did not score a touchdown to the fourth quarter at that point it's it's too late i mean you held oregon in the fourth but i mean you already gave up 42 it's hard to come back from that deficit (laughs) on to our next game insane game ohio state number six versus number nine notre dame (laughs) the game was insane Let's look at the look at the stats. So for Ohio State, you know, they gave Kyle McCord the start. He's now the starting quarterback. He threw 21 for 37 for 240 yards. Did not throw a touchdown, but did not throw an interception. For Ohio State, they're rushing. They had 27 carries for 126 yards. Scored two touchdowns off of that. Honestly, a low scoring game. I figured this game would have been a lot higher of a score. So, for 61 yards, was the longest carry. And that was from Travion Henderson. Receiving, I mean, you've got Marvin Harris Jr. That's all you need to know. Harrison Jr. That's all you need on a team. 21 receiving. For 240 yards. The longest was 40 yards. (laughs) I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is just insane. Already one of the highest draft. And I think he will be drafted number one when he goes. For the Notre Dame side, 17 for 25. Threw better he threw better than Kyle McCord. 170 yards, 175 yards. He threw one touchdown, but no interceptions. Um, rushing for Notre Dame, you've I mean you've got Sam Hartman, love, I mean a couple people running. For the team, you've got thirty-nine carries for hundred and seventy-six yards, one touchdown. Notre Dame's receiving, you've got seventeen receptions, one hundred and seventy five yards for one touchdown. The stats for both team look very good. And of course, if you didn't watch, or if you did, you know that late in the fourth quarter, Ohio State got the ball back as they were down. They did end up scoring. Touchdown in the end of the game. I mean, Notre Dame looks really good, though. For them losing that game, they look really good. Another game that was so good, Florida State versus Clemson. Went into an overtime. We knew. We knew it would probably go somewhere. But Clemson could not pull away with win. Even though they looked really good through the whole game. I mean they halftime they were up 17 to 14. And then from there, Florida State started taking the game. Overtime really killed Florida State or Clemson too. Let's look at the box score for that <clears throat> for that game. Jordan Travis for Florida State threw twenty-one for thirty-seven, two hundred eighty-nine yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions. Florida State's rushing—you've got the team had twenty carries for twenty-two yards. Rushing was not the best for Florida State. Definitely looking to throw the ball against Clemson's defense. They're receiving. They had 21 receptions for 289 yards. Two touchdowns. Longest throw was 41. They did not have one fumble. They had a fumble recovery. Clemson, 25 for 38 for 283 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions. Clemson's rushing looked very good. Team had 41 carries for 146 yards. Two touchdowns. Receiving also looked really well. 25 receptions, 283 yards, and one touchdown. Altogether, offensive-wise, Clemson looked better. Defensive-wise, that's where Florida State comes into play. They had an amazing defensive play. They, I mean, Kalen Deloach... Huge sack. Got the fumble. And went back to the house. That really, I think for me, changed the momentum for Florida State. If that didn't happen, Florida State would have lost. I believe Florida State would have lost if that fumble recovery and touchdown did not happen. It was a a great hit. Right through the hole. Klubnik had no... No visual on him coming. It was one of the hardest hits I think I've seen this year. Overtime was terrible for Clemson. I mean, I don't know what they were doing on that pass. Trying to pass it out to the wide receiver when he's at the uh, line of scrimmage. Don't think that was the smartest play. I mean, it was. You had so much better plays to run. You could have ran. I mean, your running looked amazing. Your throwing looked amazing. I don't know why you decided to throw at the yard of the line of scrimmage to try to gain three yards. Not the smartest play call there. (laughs) Another game, not a ranked game, surprisingly, IU versus Akron. That game, I did watch that game. That game looked insane. I... 100%. Hundred percent, definitely thought it should have been a better game. Four OTs, four overtimes. Indiana did end up pulling away with the win, twenty nine to twenty seven. The Indiana Taven Jackson went eleven for twenty six, one hundred ninety yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Rushing thirty four carries for ninety two yards. The receiving. We had 11 receptions, 190 yards for one touchdown. My boy Cam Camper looked insane that game. Four receptions for 130 yards and one touchdown. In OT, he came in clutch with a catch. He came in clutch the whole game. I think the rest of the year, we need to look for him. Cam Camper is an insane receiver. Yep. I mean, I use not the best college football team. Our record isn't the best. We're two and two. Cam Camper looks really good. Looks good. And I think I will go through that the whole year. Cam Camper looks amazing. Let's get into Akron's. DJ Irons, the whole game. Man, I mean, he, he was a quarterback and a running back pretty much. He was 22 for 35, 194. Zero touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. But his rushing, 18 carries for 141 yards and two touchdowns. We let him run for 141 yards as a as a quarterback. That is insane. The rest of the year for his games, he was negative three yards in rushing. And we let him rush for 141. Receiving 26... Re- Receptions for two hundred and eleven yards. Zero touchdowns on throws, though. All of their touchdowns were on run runs. And DJ Irons, the quarterback for Akron, scored two of them. I just I don't know how we let their quarterback pretty much own IU. DJ Irons is so underrated. He is really good once he gets to run. I mean There's not much to it. We just didn't stop the game. We just didn't stop his running game. Hence why we went into four OTs. It's just insane that we let that happen. It's just insane. I mean, there's not much to it. DJ Irons absolutely owned IU. But somehow IU pulled away with the win. (laughs) So, I mean, really past that, I'm not going to go through everyone's stats. I just wanted to go through. The hype games for the week, and I had to go through my IU because we love IU. Michigan and Rutgers, Big Ten rival, 31-7 Michigan. I'm pretty sure most of us knew that was going to happen. Big Ten looks really good this year, though. Big Ten looks amazing this year. Oklahoma versus Cincinnati. I mean, I know Cincinnati a couple years ago, insane team, really good. But Oklahoma took the win, 20-6. UCLA versus Utah, fourteen to seven. Utah. I mean, I was hoping for some more upsets this this week. Didn't I? Don't think we really had any. Ole Miss versus Alabama. I was really hoping Ole Miss would come away with the win. They did lose twenty four to ten to Alabama. Duke absolutely pounded UConn. Duke is looking really good this year, though. I mean, I've known them as a basketball school about my whole life, but their football programs is looking pretty good this year. They beat UConn 41-7. to Miami faced Temple. I'm pretty sure everyone knew this was going to be a pretty big win for Miami. I mean, they, they won 41-7. to Not much you can do against Miami. I mean, they are a football team. Tennessee, ranked 23, beat UTSA 45-14, to so not a close one, sadly not a close one. LSU ranked 12, beat Arkansas 34-31. to 31. Pretty close game. I mean, there was definitely some points I thought Arkansas was going to win. And I mean, hey, would have been one of our upsets. I would have been happy. Oregon State and Washington State. Another close one, really close one. Washington State did uh, technically upset Oregon State. Oregon State is a 14 seed. Washington State is 21. Washington State pulled away with the win, 38-35. to Florida versus Charlotte. Florida, I mean, they're a football team. Football team, I mean, they're almost any sport. They did win 22-7. to Georgia, I mean, they're ranked number one. They are ranked number one. 49-21 against UAB. I mean, anyone could have guessed that. Georgia looks so good. They've looked good the past six or seven years. Texas beat Baylor thirty eight to six, so not a close one. Another Big Ten rivalry. I'm a Big Ten fan. I love I love me my Big Ten. Penn State versus Iowa. First half looked really good, really promising for Iowa. I mean Iowa's a twenty four seed or twenty four ranked. Penn State's a seven rank. Penn State did pull away thirty one to nothing. I mean Penn State, when they go up against Ohio State, that's gonna be tough for Ohio State. I don't see them winning. Ohio State just does not look as good as they did last year. Lost the quarterback. I mean, they have brought in a lot of new guys, and I mean, they had to choose new quarterbacks this year. First game they played IU. I mean, both teams were going up against whose quarterback is gonna who's gonna be the main quarterback first string. I'm I'm excited to watch Penn State and Ohio State. I think that will be a really good game. I believe it's going to be an amazing game. North Carolina, who is ranked 17. Beat Pitt 41 to 24. Washington, who is ranked eight, they have our old quarterback, Penix Jr., which I would love to have him back. He's an amazing quarterback. They did beat California 59 to 32. USC, who is ranked fifth, they beat Arizona State 42 to 28. I mean, top 25 games this week were pretty good. Some were blowouts, some were good. I mean, There was one upset, and that was Washington State versus Oregon State. I mean, that could have went either way, a 14 rank versus 21. I mean, really just depends on how the passing and rushing goes in those games. So I think we should get into NFL. So for NFL, there was a huge upset that we will talk about. So, Thursday night, September 21st, you've got Giants and 49ers. That game looked good. Daniel Jones versus Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has never lost in a start. He is currently, I believe, 8-0 and in his start. Daniel Jones threw for 22 for 32, 137 yards. He did throw one interception, and he did get sacked twice. Brock Purdy, 25 for 37 for 310 yards. He did throw for two interceptions, and he did get sacked twice. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got Brock Purdy. You've got Chris McCaffrey. You've got Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, right there, insane squad. Insane. And really, as much as I, I mean, Giants don't have anybody. Giants, they look okay, but they don't have anybody. Daniel Jones is okay. Past that, I mean, you're not looking at much. Chris McCaffrey ran for 85 yards. He had 18 carries. Debo Samuel, six receptions for 129 yards. He did have a touchdown. He was targeted 12 times. Daniel Jones, I mean, really, their passing yard, I mean, Darius Slayton, he got three receptions. Paris Campbell, six receptions. Pass, I mean, they had the highest was 32 yards. So I mean passing and rushing both were very small. But 49ers did come out with the win 30 to 12. Sunday. Love me some football on Sunday. Colts versus Ravens. Colts did win on a kick on a field goal 22 to 19 in overtime. Titans versus Browns. Titans were held scoreless. They, all they could get was a field goal. Browns did win 27-3. We're going to leave the blowout game for last. Pats versus the Jets. Pats took the win 15-10. Bills versus Commanders. Bills' defense held it down. Bills' mafia, man. 37-3. Falcons and Lions. Lions' came away with the win 20 to 6. I mean, Lions are looking good this year. The Saints versus Packers, Packers barely pulled away 18 to 17. Texans versus Jaguars. Jaguars, I mean, they're okay. I'm not going to say they're good, but they're not bad. 37 to 17. Texans pulled away. Chargers versus Vikings. Chargers came away with the win 28 to 24 good game Seahawks and Panthers Panthers did lose 27 to 37 Cowboys man I mean they're looking good Cowboys versus Cardinals week three Cardinals did pull away with the win 28 to 16 but I am never going to doubt the Cowboys I mean they look solid this year now everybody says Cowboys look solid every single year they make the playoffs don't do anything they don't make the playoffs I mean, they've got a really good defensive squad and a really good offensive squad with Dak Prescott, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, sucks that he tore his ACL, man. I mean, that's he's out. I mean, most likely out for the season. He's not going to be playing, and I mean that sucks because that's, I mean, that is Cowboys' defense right there. But I mean, one loss can really hurt a team. The Bears and the Chiefs, man. Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, 41-10. to 10. Bears look terrible. Bears are looking terrible. I mean, let's look at the game. Let's look. And I'm pretty sure Justin Fields, one touchdown. One touchdown to DJ Moore. He threw 11 for 22 for 99 yards. Going up against Patrick Mahomes, I mean... He threw for two hundred and seventy-two. You're gonna get beat when you are getting outthrown by almost, almost two hundred yards. I mean, you're not gonna stand a chance. Kansas City finally has Travis Kelsey back. Travis Kelsey did really good. I mean, he's he's just good himself. Amazing tight end. I mean, always. Kadarius Tony, man, he also just continues to struggle. One reception for negative one yards. I mean, it's the, Kadarius Tony. he's the reason Chiefs lost the first game. Terrible. Couldn't catch anything. Fumbled. I mean, he missed when I was watching three catches. Easy catches. And one was a touchdown pass. I mean, he should have, he should have had it. But Kadarius Tony is looking terrible. Sad to say, but he is looking terrible. Steelers versus Raiders. Steelers got the win, twenty-three to eighteen. Monday night, September twenty-fifth. Eagles got the win over Buccaneers, twenty-five to eleven. Jalen Hurts looked looked great. He looked amazing. And Buccaneers also look pretty decent, but I mean, just could not pull the win. Baker Mayfield though, fifteen for twenty-five, hundred and forty-six yards. Jalen Hurts, 23 for 37, 277 yards. DeAndre Swift, too, 16 carries for 130 yards. And then A.J. Brown, nine receiving catches for 131 yard, yards. He was targeted 14 times, but he he caught nine. He caught nine. That's pretty good. Philadelphia did get a fumble. Rashad White fumbled for Tampa Bay. Rams and Bengals were also Monday night. Bengals did come out with the win 19-16. I just, I, I don't know if Joe Burrow will be QB the whole year. He's struggling. Yes, 26 for 49, 259 yards. Not not bad. Not, not bad at all. I just don't think he's going to be able to continue the whole year like he did last year. Last year, he had a great season. Amazing season, but this year he's just starting out really slow. Bengals are one and two. Rams are one and two. I mean, they're looking okay. Matthew Stafford, eighteen for thirty-three, two hundred sixty-nine yards. Joe Mixon. I mean, just good. There's good teams. I mean, it's just not not looking good for Bengals. I do. There is one player I would love to talk about. Let me find him. Nick Chubb. Man, I mean, a season-ending injury in week three. Week three, man. That looked terrible. And I mean, I feel so bad because, to me, this could end his season. This could end his career. I mean, it already I most likely ended his season. But, I mean, that knee injury, I just I just think he's done. I don't think he's going to have a career. If he comes back, I mean, good for him. I just don't think he's going to have a good career if he comes back from this knee injury. It looked terrible. It's, it's exactly like the one he had in college that left him out for a while. I don't think he should risk playing again for another injury like this. I mean, he's already prone to these injuries. He's already had two. That's his second one. I just think it's better for his health that he just stays out. He's a really good running back. Don't get me wrong. Great running back. I just don't think he should be in the NFL. He's good. He's he's amazing. He is. But the injuries, they're just at a point where, I mean, you got to look at your health. You got to look at your career. Do you want to keep playing to just possibly get injured again? I mean, that's a risk you're going to take. You're going to take an injury risk. I would rather just sit out. I mean, you're already amazing. You're good. But I mean, I would be sitting out. I don't, I don't know. And for the last game that I'm going to talk about, this is going to be a short, short little video because it's my first one. I mean, next week will be better. Denver Broncos, man. They got absolutely manhandled. Dolphins put up 70 on them. 70 to 20. Broncos are looking rough this year, man. 0 3. I mean, there's not much to do. When you're losing, when you lose 70 20, you've got to change something up, whether it be the quarterback, whether it be coach. I mean, something went wrong that game. That or, I mean, Tua is also insane. Tua is an insane player. We are definitely going to go over the box score, though. I mean, we have to see these insane stats. All right. We'll start with Denver because, I mean, it's not going to look too good on Denver's side. Russell Wilson, 23 for 38, 306 yards, one touchdown, he did throw an interception. For their rushing, I mean, the rushing looked okay. Rushing was I mean, nothing looked if we're going to be honest, nothing looked good in this at all. Broncos were just down the whole game. I mean, they started off good. They kept it close. Once it got into the second quarter, I mean, it was it was game over. We're letting them score. Two to three touchdowns every single quarter. Denver's rushing. 20 carries for 69 yards. Not even... And no touchdowns. No touchdowns on rushing. Receiving. You've got 23 receptions for 306 yards. You scored one touchdown on that. One touchdown on that. Cortland Sutton. You fumbled twice, buddy. You fumbled twice. I mean... We we had no sacks. I mean, defense looked terrible, too. Defense looked absolutely terrible. Now let's go over Miami. I mean, Miami looked insane the whole game. Tua, such a good quarterback. I mean, he's someone you want in fantasy. He is someone you need in fantasy. Tua, 23 for 26. That is insane. That is an insane... Like, 23 for thir- 26. Only... Missed three passes, 309 yards through four touchdowns zero interceptions. Rushing, Devon Achani. I think I said that name right. I'm not too sure. I'm sorry if I didn't. 18 carries for 203 yards. Raheem Mostert, I picked him up in fantasy. He scored me 44. 13 carries for 82 yards. He had seven receptions for 60 yards. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions for 157 yards. He scored one touchdown. Raheem Mostert scored one touchdown. He scored four touchdowns the whole night between his rushing and receiving. They scored 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns. And I mean, Broncos fans, man, I mean, we are down 70 to 20. At this point, I mean, there's not much for you to do. Dolphins outran us, fully outran us. And I mean, even they brought in another QB, Mike White, two for two, 67 yards, and he threw for a touchdown. At that point, you're up 70 to 20, man. This is history, too. I mean, to put up 10 touchdowns in a game, that is insane. That is absolutely insane. So let's go over everyone's record and standings for the NFL. So the AFC East, Miami Dolphins are 3-0. Buffalo Bills, 2-1. Patriots, 1-2. New York Jets, 1-2. Miami Dolphins looking pretty good. AFC North, you've got Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens and Browns, all 2-1. And then you've got the Bengals, who are 1-2. For the AFC South, Colts, 2-1. Texans, Jaguars and Ten- Tennessee Titans all 1 and 2. For the AFC West, you've got Kansas City Chiefs who are 2 and 1. Raiders and Chargers are both 1 and 2, and sadly, as we all know, Broncos are 0 and 3. The NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles 3-0. Cowboys and Commanders both are 2 and 1, and the New York Giants are 1 and 2. The NFC North, you've got Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions 2 and 1. Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears, both are sitting at 0-3. A lot of teams 0-3 right now. Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints in the NFC South and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are all 2-1. And And again, Carolina Panthers, 0-3. And for the last division, you've got NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers looking really good, 3-0. Seattle Seahawks, 2-1. Los Angeles Rams and Arizona Cardinals, both one and two right now, as I perceive this, the best teams right now, definitely San Francisco Giants or yeah, San Francisco 49ers. And honestly, as much as I hate to say, Dolphins, Dolphins look amazing. Dolphins are looking really good right now. So, I mean, right now, I think those are the two best teams to make it to, I mean, to the playoffs. They will. I mean, if they keep continuing playing like this, they are going to make it. And I believe that's going to end this podcast. Thank you for listening to The Athletic Edge. This is Noah Bushy signing off.